Okay, pray, Mr. Crawford. Brother Jack. Brother Jack. Brother. <laughs> Brother Jack. Hello, seriously thought he was just over there looking at your head and going to make a comment about your head. Honored by it that you would be worshipped and feel the love that we have for you, Lord, through this service and just continue to move and let the Holy Spirit loose in this place today, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I just want to make everybody aware, which you probably are, but Jack and I celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary Hooray. Thursday. And we're having our party on the 16th, and you're all invited, which I think you all already got <laughs> invitations. Bring but. gold. Hmm? Bring gold. Bring yeah, gold. bring gold. <laughs> <laughs> bring yourselves. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark starts to break <clears throat> declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus your name is power your name is healing your name is life break every stronghold shine through shadows burn like a fire I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul that can't defy depression I speak Jesus 
there's pleasures evermore. We worship you, we worship you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, we worship you, Lord. You are sweeter than
I've been talking a lot over the last year, even when we were here, about like the mental health crisis and the conflict that's in humanity and the depravity that humanity is experiencing inside themselves. And that depravity has, has brought in a lie from the very beginning of creation, who told you you were naked? They said, we were ashamed and naked and afraid we hid ourselves. And he said, who told you that lie? Who told you that we were not one in the garden? That you were not able to be yourself with me and know who you are? You had to cover who you are. And we're living in a humanity that's covered. And as we were singing that, I was thinking of in Revelation 4, the song was written from it. It says that all the elders and creatures and this was after Christ had ascended and went back after he said it was finished and it said they all threw their crowns down but what did they say that there is no longer a wall of separation between you the wall the middle wall of partition has been broken down and he said and now you are seated with me yes. in heavenly places and as I was singing that, I was like, I'm beside him. This whole vision of the elders and the angels and the saints throwing their crowns, circling, singing, holy, I'm in the yes. middle of it. Yes. I'm not out there. I'm here. And the conflict in humanity is they can hear the worship saying, holy and worthy, precious, adored. But yet their life doesn't reflect those feelings at all. They're covering themselves and saying, I'm ashamed. And he's saying, that's, that's the lie. Who told you that? Because I finished the work and you're sitting right here with me. It and you're hearing finished. the procession of creation say, holy, holy, it worthy. And you're right in the middle of it with me. It is and that finished. conflict that it says all creation groans for that manifestation. The people out there are in anxiety and groaning and in a crisis because their spirit can hear the procession of worship that they're right in the middle of. But yet everything around them is saying it's not true. You're separated. You're no good. You're, wor you're ill. You're worse. You're, you're trash. And they're living between that truth and lie. But the real truth is he, there is no separation. And there is no condemnation to those that are in him. That is the truth. 
And like Paul said, there was a mystery that was hidden from all the ages and the saints. But that mystery has now been made clear to you. And what is the mystery revealed? Christ is in us, the evidence of glory. It is not a hidden realization anymore. It's not hiding. It's not something we can't figure out. It is open knowledge for all the world to see Christ is in me. The evidence of his glory is in me. We just thank you, God, that all humanity see it. That the veil is removed off their eyes to see that Christ is in them. And the evidence of his glory fills who they are. They don't have to be naked and ashamed. They don't have to hide in the garden. They can boldly step out into the throne room. It's where they belong. It's where they belong, seated with him in a heavenly place. understand you. sinners slain worthy is the lamb for sinners slain you died on the cross then you rose from the grave worthy is the lamb for sinners slain Jesus is the lamb for sinners slain. Jesus is the lamb for sinners slain. <clears throat> Lord, you died on the cross <coughs> and you rose from the grave. Jesus is the lamb for sinners slain. And you
You know, I was thinking when Beth was singing about what caught my heart was we are seated in heavenly places with him. We're with him. Of course, I, I think of a lot of, I talk a lot about my dogs. I'm a dog person. But my dogs are not really happy until they're seated with me in my chair on top of me. That's where they feel safe. That's where they feel comfortable. That's where they rest. We are seated with him, I'm not calling you a dog, Ronnie Smith. But I've learned a lot about trust from my dogs. We can relax when, we're, when we understand we're seated with him, with Jesus in heavenly places. We can rest when we understand that it was all finished on the cross. We don't have to add anything to what Jesus did for us. All we can do is respond out of love to his love. And that's not to say we won't be doing things, because we will, but we're we don't do them because he requires it of us. We do it because we love him. We want to please him. We want to help him. We want to honor him. So that's my dog story today. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
We're going to the dogs. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, last Sunday we had a tremendous time with the Lord. <clears throat> Can you recite some of the stuff that Dana had saw? No. Okay. <laughs> Only she could do that, most likely, and she's not here. But we've... Uh, had an unprecedented time of seeing the hand of God touch people's lives, change people, uh, situations, and some of some of that in the. Joshua, when the Lord's instructing Joshua to take the people over and across the river and into the land of promise, he says, be strong, be courageous. And he's really what that means is have faith in God. Trust in me, what I've spoken, you know, whatever I've said, trust in that. Let it be strong, be courageous, so that you might enter in and be in that place where it's a place of faith. <clears throat> and the Lord is wanting us to. Be a people of faith that we would know Him and His ways and all that He does. And I've I've just been encouraged uh, tremendously. And last week we shared with kind of you guys were gone, and was Dana shared a a, a dream that she'd had and having seen angels uh, lying down these walls and at the doors, big angels, little angels, different things. All blue. All blue. And uh, I don't know if y'all, everybody here I think would remember back to the first of the year when we were hearing and heard one of the things that I heard was that we'd see angels. And uh, so I was encouraged when she released that because I, she didn't, I don't think she was here and didn't know that that was part of what had been released over us in this year. And so uh, I'm telling you this that you know that you can be strong and courageous and that you can believe what God has said and is doing and that, you, that you're able to go into the presence of God. Just what Beth is praying over us and singing over us. That you can go into the presence of God. That's, that was the whole purpose of Jesus. 
was to make a way for us to get into the presence of God. Back to where we were before it was taken from us. God wants to have that relationship with us. And uh, He made a way in His Son. So, praise God. Anybody want to? I want to give a little bit of a report this week of some stuff that's happened that's absolutely miraculous. I wish Dana could be here, but she was tabulating the beauty pageant for the Creek Nation yesterday. So today's her day off. But um, we haven't heard about her job yet. So all of those that are praying, thank you. And please continue to pray. There's been no decision made at this point. But... um, Jack prayed for me on Sunday along with everybody else for my back. I can't see that I'm 100% healed, but I can tell you this. I can get up off that chair with a spring in my step and not have pain. And four out of the five days of this last week since I got the text saying, have you seen any difference? That night, it started to change. And I have slept without pain in my feet with the exception of last night, and I knew it was an attack. And I woke up in the middle of the night and said, I'm not putting up with this. Ended it, moved on, went back to sleep. Um, So there has been a change. Um, I'm waiting for the fulfillment of that change until I go down and get an x-ray. Because I really want to bring an x-ray that shows that I now have a disc there and that my nerves are back. I think that would be the coolest thing. Um, Yeah. For, for whatever reason, I mean, I felt, I don't know, I was, I was seeing it be a progressive healing. And that it would, I just, and I said something about, you know, over, over the, a period of days, it was going to, you know, I don't remember what I said, but I said something to the effect that this would happen wasn't happening instantaneously, but it would happen over a period of time. So, yeah, and that seems to be what's happening. So that's really, really cool. Um, then, my knee, my wife's knee, better, much better. Yeah, she's been in and out of the Jeep with no problem at all. We have this wonderful Jeep out there with a five-foot-tall wife that has to hike herself up into it every day. And uh, she finally bought a stepladder so that she could get in and out of it. But it didn't uh, get rid of all the pain that she'd been suffering because of it. Uh, And uh, to the best of my knowledge, she's had no pain in her knee or her hips uh, since Sunday. So that's a real good report. But this is the most exciting report, and I wish she could be here, but it needs to be said because it needs to have a foundation. It needs to be established. My wife came out of a very, very dark background. She left her home at the age of 14, abandoned her mother and her stepfather, uh, not in an abandonment way, but she just literally said, I'm done. You're not protecting me. I'm done. And she left. That caused her grief most of her life, back and forth. Not that it's overwhelmed her, but it's been a part of her character. Um, She has two relatives on her dad's side, 
um, that are siblings of her father's, but she knew nobody on her mom's side because her mom disowned her and would not talk to her and did everything in her power to disconnect her from relatives on her side. Yesterday, we were able to contact Dana's aunt on her mom's side. Not only did they talk on the phone all the way from Henrietta back uh, to uh, Eufaula, uh, but we hit a huge, huge hail and rainstorm that blacked us right out, just about took us off the road. And her aunt was so concerned, she called back just to make sure we were okay and talked with us for another hour afterwards. So my wife, to say she's over the moon right now, it's a fulfillment of a prophetic word that was given by a good friend of ours that she was going to come down here and that family she had never had before would be restored to her. And so she had given up on that. You, I could not bring that word up. I could not pray into it because she would just get bitter. Not because she's a bitter person. She isn't. But it was hurtful. It, 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 it just, she couldn't go there until God did something. And he's now done something. So that is an amazing, amazing thing. Um, and this morning when I was reading, um, I mentioned this to Kay earlier. Uh, to me, it's connected. I hope it is for you as well. Um, when Moses had gone up to the mountain and he hadn't come down for many days, and the Israelites all went into rebellion. They looked at Aaron and they made the statement, uh, or to Moses, sorry, after he'd come back down and made the statement, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? And Moses' reply was that God sent him both as a ruler and a deliverer. So the word judge was directly displaced with the word deliverer. Judge is someone who looks over. Deliverer is someone who lifts up, which is what you were saying this morning, right? Somebody who comes into relationship with you and says, come, come, I've got a better life for you, come, and, and wants you. A judge says, go there, do this. That's not who God is. And it's complete juxtaposition. What I found with my wife yesterday, when her aunt called, there was a deliverance. There was an embracing. There was a, I have a family. You know, she got off the... If you've ever lived with somebody who doesn't have a family, you know what this is. She got off the phone yesterday. She went to the bathroom, she come back out. She looked at me and she had tears in her eyes. She says, I have a family. And they love me. That's what a deliverer does. That's what a deliverer does. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> I was... I don't know how things, always things fit. How, why God says them. That, but why you were sharing that with us, I was hearing that, <clears throat> and I'll say, it was, I heard men, but it's men and women, 
we know that, that this would be a place of renown, of men and women, of um, the mighty men. God is going to, out of this setting, is going to come mighty men and women of God. So, I want to continue to encourage you if what you're hearing that you share and release be and be uh, receptive to hear. That's the way I know. Because again, God has no problem speaking. The problem is our hearing and doing. Be strong. Be courageous in healings and whatever. You, he says He will make you prosper in that when you, when you do that. So, be strong and courageous and prosper in the things of God. Amen? What are you going to tell us? Um, you know me, I got a little something. <laughs> so I've been in this, uh, I told Beth, I've been driving a truck in San Antonio hauling frack sand. So it's got a sleeper on it. So I told Beth, I said, she called one day and I was just talking. I was just talking up a storm. She said, well, have you talked to anybody? I said, I hadn't talked to anybody in probably the last seven days. I said, the only thing I've seen is somebody, this is the, the clerk at the register going, you want a receipt? No, ma'am, and get back in my truck. I said, you don't, you're not around about people. And I laughed because I told Beth, I said, it's kind of like David's cave. I was like, you go in that little sleeper and close them curtains. And I said, so that's, I was like, I've been in my cave. That's where I've been. I'm going to my cave. And, but the uh, Lord has is, is been showing me um, and just kind of what's been on my heart is, is, is Proverbs 16 and 9. But the man, a man makes a plan, but God directs his footsteps. Now, I've always heard that my whole life, that you don't get to have a plan. You're going to make one. God's going to erase all that because you're, you're evil. You're horrible. You don't have any good ideas at all. He erases all that, and you got to do exactly what God tells you, and he's going to give you all this. You don't get any choice in it, right? But as I was beginning to read that, the Lord says, he says, read that again. And he, I was reading, he says, he says, man makes a plan. It doesn't say that God tells him he was wrong for having that plan. But it says he, he directs his footsteps. In another uh, version, another, uh, scripture, another version, it says that he establishes his footsteps. And I was beginning to look at that, I began to read that, and... Over the years, there have been some things that Beth and I have, have had to be healed over uh, concerning uh, finances and the ability to create wealth or to, to have things. Uh, there was a lot of just wrong ideas that we had that we had, and I'm not necessarily saying that the church told us, but we kind of gleaned from it, I guess, and just kind of inherited it. And, and it was just something that we've dealt with over the years, and, and in this, this season, um, the Lord's doing some things and we're walking some things out. 
And I, as I was telling Beth, I was, I was just, I kept seeing that establishing the footsteps. And I looked at the, the, look at our journey from a couple years back as we kind of began to move into some things and God began to, he began to prove himself to us as we were walking. And one of the things that he's proven to us is, because one of the things that Beth and I have dealt with and, and probably other people deal with in certain areas is, as a, as a minister, I could believe for everybody else just about anything they wanted to go. I'm, I'm a dreamer anyway, so it was easy for me. And so it was just like, I'm going to go after, if someone says, I want to own a business. I'm like, yeah, you deserve a business. In the name of Jesus, I believe it. We find all the scriptures and prophesy. No, I'm going to... I'm going to be healed. Yes. All right. You know, we believe that 100%. And I think we all probably do this. It's easier to believe for everybody else than sometimes it is to believe for ourselves. And I think as Christians, we put up with a lot of stuff. Like if somebody come to me and says, oh, I feel like I'm, I'm this or I'm that, we would immediately go, no, you're not. In the name of Jesus, this is the scripture. You stand on the word of God. But for us, we're just like, ah, I can put up with it. I can, I can deal with pain. I can, you know, I can, you know, I'm, and I'm probably I'm the chiefest of sinners, as Paul would say that in that. <laughs> um, but you know, that's what we've dealt with. And, and so you, you walk that out. But the Lord began to show us is one of the things that we've learned is, is there's been Beth and I left that when it comes to spiritual things or church things or, or speaking prophecies, I have no problem. I mean, I'm, I trust the Lord and just know. But one of the areas that we've, we've, we've had was been certain areas in our life that we didn't really trust the Lord. And we didn't trust the Lord in the fact, not that we didn't trust him, it was we didn't trust ourselves that we were hearing what the Lord was speaking. We questioned ourselves a lot. And on this journey, as he's establishing our footsteps, one of the things he's doing is he's beginning to prove to us that he's speaking to us and that we're listening and that we're following him. And, and so I began to look at the journey. He took, we, we made some decisions and we walked that out and some things changed, so we, we made another decision, and I ended up getting my CDLs, and that changed, that opened more doors, and opened more opportunities, and, and I looked, and I said, Lord, you're establishing our footsteps in these things, and so I, I looked at that that way, but also looked at it as I was, as I was growing when I first came into the, to the things of the Lord, and got saved, and really grabbed a hold of it, he was like, it's, it's the same progression, he's like, you you believed for a few things, and they started happening, and you was like, okay, well, then you went through some things, and I was with you, and I didn't leave you, and, and, you, and then that kind of was like, man, you know, you're with me. You're, you're, you're here, Lord, and I trust you, and you keep walking, and, and so the Lord is saying, I want to do that in every area of your life for, for us. Uh, and so 16.9, he establishes our footsteps as we continue to move forward, and we continue to, 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 to walk these things out. We've come full circle on some things in, in life for us and, and uh, some different things about maybe owning some businesses and stuff like that and some things didn't work out. And, and, and I said, Lord, establish our footsteps. I said, as I begin to just begin to, to, to just kind of lean into that scripture and, and kind of just let it wash over me, there's times of doubt. There's, you know, I'm out there by myself, and so there's a lot of time to think, which is good and bad. <laughs> you think of all the great things and all these other thoughts come in. I had to just lean in that you're establishing my footsteps, Lord. You are not just guiding me, but you're establishing me. And I said, and, and, and I had confidence, and I'm building confidence going, I'm hearing you. I know that I'm hearing you. And I think sometimes one of the things that, that I think even, no matter what it is, if it's the spiritual side, if it's, if it's the, 
the, the physical side of things, I think the Lord leads us in those things and says, it's okay to know and have confidence that you hear what I'm saying. And as I begin to lead in 16 and 9, I begin to really, really feel and understand what David was saying when he said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Now, up to that point, he says, you lead me beside the still waters. You are my shepherd. I shall not want. You make me to lay down in the green pasture. The still waters, you know what I need to drink. You know that I'm not going to drink out of some crazy water. It's got to be still. So you lead me there. Um, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Uh, all these conversations. He says, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. And in my journal, I was journaling one day. And I just begin to think. I said, Lord, you're leading me through these things. I said, here we are making some business decisions that it's, if I look at the natural, I would look, Lord, I haven't, don't seem like things have worked out. <laughs> I have, we had a coffee shop, and the coffee shop burnt down. <laughs> we had this, this didn't work. We did this, that, it didn't work, Lord. And, and, and I just, what I wrote down in my thing is, though I walked through the valley of the shadow of dead dreams, seemingly broken promises, Seemingly, I've done this before and I've been here. I've done it a million times and I can't get past this one little spot. I've tried. I've, I've, I've tried every way in the world. I've, I've, I've anointed my wallet. I've rebuked my wallet. I've, I've lifted my wallet up in worship. I've, we put it out in 24-hour prayer. I've done everything that we can do, Lord. I've, I've done this and, and I, it doesn't seem like I've broken through. And, and there's a part of me that when I come back around this again, I'm nervous. Lord, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm nervous, but I do trust that you've established my footsteps. And though I'm walking through this valley of broken dreams, of, of like I said, seemingly broken uh, ideas, and, and it's not going to work. And, then, and, and even this, this valley of, of the shadow of things going, of the thoughts of maybe this doesn't work for me. Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this is, maybe I'm just being carnal. Maybe the, uh, I walk through that valley and I fear no evil. Because the one thing that I've, that's been proven through all of this is that you're with me and that you'll lead me through. Beth had a word, one of the things that she had the other day that we've been walking through is the only way out is through. And Lord, you, so David didn't say you pick me up and skip the valley of the shadow of death, but he says, though I walk through it, though it looks like everything is dead, though it looks like... And I think we've all been there. I think we've, we've had to, in ministries and, and life, even, you know, I, I look back right now at the city of Tallahanna. Tallahanna is, there's things happening in Tallahanna. There's, there's, there's growth. There's, I look around, Choctaw Nation just bought the big alcove building. They're going to turn into a rec center. Uh, uh, they're going to do basketball, baseball, uh, batting cages, all this stuff. And I, and I look back and the Lord says, he, I look back at the work we did at Warcry, and one of the things we did was we were claiming that building for that kind of purpose. We thought we was going to do all of it. That's just Beth and I. We were, we were going to do all of it. We, 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 were, we were the ones, right? But the Lord says, no, I used you as an instrument to walk that out and to, to, to see that. There's a, there's a church that my buddy is pastoring. It's on top of the hill. Um, and I was talking to him where Beth and I are looking at buying a business right now. And, and I asked him, I said, I'm going to come home from off from from Holland Fraction, I'm going to work this business, and I, I, I think the Lord's going to bless it. And my buddy says, no, I don't think. He says, I know it will. And he said, he goes, you're, he goes, you're blessed. He goes, you and Beth are blessed. He says, you look at what you've done. He goes, the church that I'm in right now, his dad started there. He said, the church that there, he said, 
you guys prayed over that before it was ever a church. Almost seven years before they came and put a church there, that church is busting at the seams right now. I mean, they're, they, they're, having to, they're building on right now because they're growing so much. And I'm just like, that's a part of, that was part of what God called us to do. You've established our footsteps. You've established those things. You've come around full circle. The things of faith, of seeing God do things in that realm is not an issue for Beth and I. It's like, you, whatever you think and God telling you, I mean, yeah, we've seen it happen. And the Lord is saying, I also care about your personal stuff too, your, your thing. And that's where I've really been with me has been, has been coming full circle on that where I'm, I'm at this, this place it seems like the shadow of death because I was like, Lord, I've been here before. <laughs> but the Lord was like, and I keep hearing as we keep talking about, do you trust me? Be courageous. Be of courageous and of good faith. And there's just something in me as I'm sitting in that truck and I'm going, I've decided to say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm out here in this truck. And I begin to, this, begin to think things like, I can make as much money at home because I'm not... I'm thinking I'm out here around this world system, this ideology of trying to chase that money. And the Lord says, do you not know that I've put the same power on the inside of you to come home? We've heard different teachings about creating wealth. It's not about just getting rich, but it's about providing. It's about tapping into the things that God has on the inside of us, that God's put inside of us. I can preach. I can preach the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is alive on the inside of you, quickening your immortal body giving you life, right? I can preach that in this setting. The Lord says, now it's time for that to come into to, to reality and then come into your life. Um, as I begin to, I, I begin to, to speak that, and, and obviously it doesn't just have the practicality in, in, in the, the practical side of things, but also the, the, I begin to hear that. that. There's a lot of people, I believe right now, that, that Christians are coming around full circle to some things that seemingly were dead, that were seemingly have not worked out, that, that, that it's a valley of the shadow of death. Like, Lord, this is a place that I've come face to face with that time and time again I haven't, I haven't been successful or I haven't moved past that. I, I, there's a, I, I think there's a cry right now in, in Christianity of people saying there's, there's, there's more and I want to push past, but I don't know how to. It seems like every time I get here, something happens. It's, it's the, there's nobody there to put me, there's nobody there to put me in the water. When the waters are troubled, I don't have anybody. I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't learn this stuff. I didn't, I didn't have the education that I need. I didn't have the right resources that I need. But I, I as you guys are talking about seeing angels, I see the Lord saying, <laughs> people coming to people and saying, Jesus is showing me, will you be made whole? <laughs> I don't have anybody, Father. Nobody puts me in the water. And when the water is stirred, I can't get to it. And Jesus says, don't worry about the water because I've come to you. Because I'm, I'm here in your life to say, and I'm asking you now, don't worry, about the, don't worry about the waters. Don't worry about anybody else. Don't worry about, it, so take it to pride. Don't worry about the banks say. Don't worry about what this person says. Don't worry about what the church is telling you that you are or you are not. Will you be made whole? And that's what the Lord began to ask. I began to have, because I have, I think I found I have all these excuses. Well, it didn't happen. This, this, and the Lord just says, okay, don't worry about the word waters. But I'm asking you in this moment, will you be made whole? And I think that ties into what Beth, in Colossians of, 
that this mystery that was before the, the, the foundation of the earth is now revealed in the saints. That Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I believe that the, 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 that the, that the church and the body of Christ is coming, that voice that's been there constantly speaking to us, will you be made whole? Trust, be of good courage, be of, of, of courageous and be of good faith. Continue moving into that. Continue moving. Joshua, he talked about Joshua. When Joshua took over, you knew he didn't feel like he was, he was there. He says, my Moses, my servant is dead. It's your turn now, Joshua. And Joshua could still hear and still see that land. He's talking about going around in circles, coming back to the valley of the shadow of death. He had to pass by that point that he left however many years before and said, I've seen that land. I've seen the dream. I've seen it, and around and around and around and around he went, and the Lord says, okay, now it's your turn to go. Now it's your turn to take that step and move in. And, and so when Joshua went in, one of the first things he did was he seen an angel. And I love that. Joshua pulled a bow on him. <laughs> and he said, are you with me? Are you against me? He said, because I've got a word from the Lord. <laughs> I've got a word from the Lord. I've been seeing this for, for 40 years. And if, if you're with me, great. If you're not, get out of the way because I've, I've got something. Him and Caleb was like, I've seen my mountain. <laughs> I've seen my hill that I want to get. And uh, I, I just feel like that the Lord is speaking that to, I don't know to who, maybe whoever's listening out there, maybe somebody here though, is will thou be made whole? That's one thing that I feel like the Lord has done with me in these last couple of weeks and while I'm in this cave is there's been some healing happened. Some healing in my heart and my mindset some healing of, of saying, okay, you got some scars that's still a little bit tender there. Let me heal that before because, because where you're going and where I'm going to take you, I'm going to show you the valley of the shadow of death. I'm, I'm going to lead you through. Sometimes I, I, if you have so many times that you feel like that there hasn't been success and it comes back around again, human nature is for us to just kind of fold up. Nature is going to kind of come to go. It's like, well, it didn't work the last time, so there's no point in doing anything now. And, and we, we continue to do that. But the only way out to the other side is through. And that sounds tough, but it's sweet because he's with us. Because he, David said, you'll never leave me. I don't fear. I see it. It's all around me. But I don't fear it because I know that I know that I know that I know that you're with me. And how do I know? Because you've proven time and time again that you have been. <laughs> Pray on that. <laughs> okay. The Lord, I just pray for this word that you've released, Lord, and that you've given. Lord, that those that are there in the valley of the shadow of death, God, bring to remembrance and, Lord, assurance that you're with us today, God. God, the old, the old song says, blessed assurance, God. Lord, that, that, the blessedness of knowing that I know, the old folks said that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know. When my mind's made up that you are with me, your word tells us that you'll never leave us or forsake us, God. And God, Lord, even though we've come to this place before, even though it's been a place of maybe pain, of hurt, suffering, disappointment, God. 
God, you are not a God of disappointment, but you are a God of life, and you speak life to us, God. And I pray the word that's been prayed today, be, be courageous, be of good cheer, and be a, a people of faith, be a children of trust today, Lord. But we thank you for the other word that's come, Lord. The word says that the, the Christ in us, the hope of glory. You're not leaving us. You're not forsaking us. Christ said that I will send a comforter to you. And Lord, the Holy Spirit is alive on the inside of us. He's comforting us. He's encouraging us. He's strengthening us, showing us the way. And Lord, we thank you that you guide our footsteps. You establish us in our ways, God, in the footsteps and in the paths that you have for us. Lord, another scripture you says that the blessings of the Lord makes one rich and you add no sorrow to it, Lord. Lord, it's the blessedness, it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. It's the goodness of the Father that leads us to his feet. And we throw our crown down and we say, blessed are you and thank you for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Brent, as you guys were talking, I felt like God wanted me to encourage, which is where I put courage in. <laughs> but, um, and this is something God's been talking to me about, but I felt like it was for you of to remember that all of those circles, all of those times, it's just that boiling water, right? And it comes suddenly, but it only comes suddenly after it gets to the right temperature, right? It's only going to start boiling when you get to the certain point, right? Like, so you guys are in the through, right? But you're getting close to the boiling. So I think he's just saying, you know, keep moving. Because none of those are failures. All of them are just learning what you need to know so you can do it this time, right? It's all for growth. None of it is without meaning. None of it's without purpose none of it you went through for no reason it all has meaning it's all helping you to get to that boiling point and um and I also was thinking you know you might not have the resources but he's made you resourceful which is what you're gonna need right like he, the resources are there be resourceful right? Look for them. They're there because he's guiding your steps, right? So you're going to have everything that you need when you need it. You might not have it right now, but you don't need it right now, but you will when you need it. <laughs> um. And then I also was thinking about, I don't know if you guys have ever read Hind's Feet on High Places, um, but the whole premise is much afraid her companions are sorrow and suffering, right? But that's what she needed, right? And she, the good shepherd had her go in all crazy places, not towards the high places. And she's like, what in the world? Why am I going clear to the sea, right? And then she's going through the fog where she can't even see in front of her right? And then she didn't want to hold sorrow and suffering's hand. She's like, no, I'm not doing it. But that was the only way she had the strength to get to the high places, 
right? And to get her new name and to be fully restored and to be exactly who Jesus saw her to be from the very beginning. But it's embracing and helping sorrow and suffering, not resisting it, not seeing it as a curse, but it's a blessing, right? Because it's going to lead us through the valley to the fulfillment and all the abundance that he has. So none of it's, none of it's wasted. None of it's wasted. And then the only other thing that, um, that God kind of brought to mind was when you were praying and prophesying, you know, just about the mental health crisis and stuff. It's all because we've forgotten to be at ease. We've forgotten how to be at ease, right? We are stuck in fight or flight. We're stuck in our trauma brain, right? Running from saber-toothed tigers that aren't even there because our brains are lying to us. But we've forgotten how to be at ease. I always think about horses, right? Horses know when there's danger, right? They perk up, they're ready, they're ready to run. But as soon as they know that that danger is not there, they're back at ease, right? They shake it off, they breathe, they make the, right? They let it go and they're back eating, grazing, lazing around, right? But also we can learn, like, what gives a horse worth? Just the beauty that they have of you looking at them in a field, right? They don't do anything, right? They're not doing anything to earn their keep or to, for all the money that you pay to feed them, right? They're not doing any of that, but they have immense worth, right? We're the same. There's nothing that we have to do or be to have worth. It's what God gave us. It's, our, it's just who we are right? You don't have to do anything to earn it. You don't have to be any different, big, small, tall, short, nothing, right? We just have worth. And when you can just be there, everything can fall away. Everything can be taken away because we know who we are. We know where our worth is. So just remember your firm foundation, nothing's wasted, and you're close to the boiling point. One of the most beautiful sights that I ever saw was in northwestern Colorado and crisp, really crisp morning and fog rolling in an old gray stallion, wild horse, not, a, not one of them little ones, one of the big ones. Uh, the steam rolling out. And we're standing there and then just disappearing. It was uh, something. It's just a word of encouragement to you guys, and it's a reinforcement of what you said because the Lord was speaking almost the same thing to me. Um, what I was hearing for you was when the, when the Israelites were going through the desert and there was nothing but water, manna, and birds. They thought they were destitute. And yet they had everything they needed plus. And then when they got to the promised land, they wouldn't believe what was before them. So they were put in a pattern of going around until their unbelief dropped away. 
Now, in that instance, of course, it meant a whole lot of people passing on. But I think the thing we can take from it is when the unbelief drops away and you start to step into what God has for you, that promised land, and you keep the original vision that you had, all of a sudden, the abundance of God starts to flow. And I had to laugh when you were talking about this and you affirmed that it was not on track at all. (laughs) Because what the Lord told me to share with you was when Dana and I bought our land, we didn't have a dime. When we called, the gentleman called us after I wrote him a letter and he called and I said, I'll offer you $5,000, but I can't offer you a dime more. That's all I have. It's either take it or leave it. I didn't have $5,000. I didn't have it. The Lord told me it was coming. Physically, I was told it was coming, but I had lived through many, many times when I had been told it's coming and it never showed up. And the Lord said, tell him you have $5,000, not a penny more. We had $5,000, not a penny more. He said, I'll take it. We did the deal. Everything we've done on that property, I have, I have, and I'm speaking this to you guys specifically because if you're going into a business, when you walk into the promised land, it's a different place. Understand this. This is going to be different than anything you've been in before. This is not just about abundance. This is about you walking with God in a different way. This is about all the fine-tuning he's done all of a sudden goes from back here to right there. And you can see, you can hear, you can know. There are things that he's going to take you into and you're going to go, oh, I remember that voice. Because how many people know that your parents have different voices? Well, so does our father. And you're going to remember voices. He's going to take you places and he's going to say, don't panic. Here it is. Don't panic. Do this. Brant, listen to your wife. She's about to tell you something. Okay, Lord. (laughs) And vice versa, right? And don't be surprised when he starts to use the kids to give you direction. This is a family thing. This is an all-involved thing. The one thing I learned when I was going through what I went through prior to meeting Dana uh, was my children would speak to me, and I'd go, oh. And they'd have no idea that what they said just aligned with something God shared with me. Okay? So this is, this is the encouragement. You're about to walk into the promised land, and there's going to be huge abundance for you there. Huge abundance. One of the things that the, the Lord's been showing me, and I heard, I mean, Jack had made mention this, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and we had talked about it maybe. But one, through, my, through the prayer and through this thing of being in the cave, one of the things I kept seeing was the man who had the son, and he told him, he says, I believe, but help my unbelief. In other words, he said, I believe in you, and I believe you can do everything. But there's a part of me that's kids think that's this this too good, and I, for for me to encourage everybody else, I think it's okay for us to to pray that, to come into that and say, I believe, Lord, I know, but I'm having a hard time, and that's where I've been too is help my unbelief, Lord. I know you can do it, but help my unbelief, and, and in that, he's seen a great miracle. 
It didn't stop the miracle because he didn't say, I don't believe and I can't believe. He said, I just, I need you to help my unbelief, Jesus. And Jesus says, okay. <laughs> and then he seen a miracle. Praise the Lord. Uh, remember, out of here will, be, will come mighty men of God. Mighty men and women. There's no difference there, but men and women. So I'm just saying, just so you're, for your benefit. Amen. We're going to pray. And uh, I'm going to let you, I'm going to work you some more. Today's your day. This thing on. Okay. All right. As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what he has given to us, we declare that he teaches us to profit and leads us in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make mouth and supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory. We bless Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. As he blesses us, his way becomes known on the earth and his salvation among all nations. Lord, we are believing in you for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, debts paid off and transfers of wealth, prosperous businesses, our vats filled with oil and our coffers with gold, expenses decreased, blessings increased, heavens opened, earth invaded, signs, wonders and miracles and angelic visitations, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we thank you for more than enough so we can give into your kingdom, co-labor with heaven, and see Jesus get his full reward. Amen.